0: same intro two days in a row but what the hell
1: it's a good intro it is a good intro um, you know that was classic when they put this song on uh, guardians of the galaxy and they were they cut to them on the ship and you could see just the sky that was that was smart that's right. what i think of
0: this is from endgame
1: oh is it but it's with the guardians of the galaxy crew
0: right i think it's when after Hawkeye is the opening scene. Ever his family disappears. I think this song kicks in. The opening credits hit, and they go to Tony and Nebula on the ship as he's dying, and well, as they're playing paper football.
1: Oh, they do. I thought this was when they catch Thor, like when Thor hits no. the windshield. <laughs> that,
0: see, you're not, you're not Friday. This is Friday.
1: Oh. Oh. yeah, you're right.
0: So there we go. Uh, the okay. Cast edition of. The show. I still haven't figured out a way to open this or anything because the Morning Reboot doesn't exist anymore.
1: Stop that. Sorry. Yes, it does. Yes, we do. In
0: spirit. In spirit. Yeah, it lives on in the spirit of the podcast. Um, yeah. We have some, some, not heavy things, but important things to share with people today. Kitty, but- fuck off. What? Kid <laughs> The cat. It sounded like you said, titty fuck off. No, kitty. Um, first things first, you have a Browns game tonight. We do
1: have a Browns game tonight. That's going to be interesting.
0: Uh, they play, I just uh, I just heard a friend of mine who I used to do radio with, now hosting a gambling show on ESPN. He's a brilliant, like he is a savant when it comes to, to gambling. And I was watching a couple of minutes of him. And the Browns are a touchdown favorite tonight over the Bengals.
1: They are. I'm ready for that. And the Browns and the Bengals, um, the Bengals are in Cincinnati, right?
0: Yes, they are. But That's
1: always been a thing. I,
0: you are a brown, of all your sports teams. It's Cavs first, right?
1: It's Cavs, Indians, Browns.
0: Okay, because you, you I, I know you're Cleveland and I know I think you've mentioned Brown stuff before, but you're not as yeah. avid as with the other teams.
1: No, not really. I mean, I don't even follow the Browns really that much anymore. It was it once I moved away, I got a little disconnected from it because it wasn't like a ritual for me to go on Sundays and watch you know, go find a brunch or something like that and watch a game. So I got slightly disconnected.
0: Who does uh, Who's Thomas like? What are his teams?
1: Thomas does not like sports.
0: You've told me this before, right?
1: Yeah, he's not a, he's not a, um, I mean, he's not not a sports fan. He'll wear Detroit Lions stuff because, you know, he's from Detroit. So he'll wear Tigers and Lions things, but he doesn't necessarily subscribe to sports stuff.
0: He's not in nerd stuff, right? No,
1: more like um, armor and weapons that go pew, pew, pew. <laughs> I mean, it's a legitimate hobby. It's it's like sure you can is. you can buy parts and build them and take them down and put them back together. And anytime anybody comes to him and says, hey, I'm thinking about getting one, it's like a whole, okay, this is what you should think about and think about this. And let's go here and look at this and consider this and consider that. Yeah, it's his thing.
0: Does he have another thing besides like you?
1: Um,
0: like, what's Thomas's brand? If he, if not sports, if not nerd stuff, so he's got guns and weapons and that stuff. But what else?
1: All things like protection, because you know when I met him, he was a bouncer, and he's the the oldest male in his family, and he has sisters, so he's always been a protector kind of person. So he's naturally attracted to, like. Military style things and guns and security systems and
0: corgis and wieners,
1: <laughs> but we have a corgi and a wiener. That's yeah, right. Yeah,
0: no, no yeah. German shepherd or anything.
1: Yeah, so anything anything that's like I don't even armored. I don't know. I don't even I don't even know what to put a name to it. Okay.
0: Yeah. By the way, for everybody uh, listening, thank thank you for tolerating the shifting times of when we get this podcast out to you, and of course. Alex is here now. Floyd has been uh, inundated with with work at the store all week, and uh, that's that. We're, uh, we're 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 keeping on with podcasts every day as much as we possibly can. And thanks for being here with us.
1: Thank you. We love them. We love you guys.
0: Let's uh let let's let's talk guns here for for a second. Okay. Um, and it's not often that I will. I, oh, woof! What was that? Was that a? It's that? Petey.
1: It's Petey. Boy, Sonny's on her way out to go use the bathroom, so Pete's jealous.
0: Okay, um, I don't take the opportunity to, to highlight these things, but I was curious. Did you see the story in in Adrian, Michigan, yesterday at the at the Meyer? I did. Yeah. Okay. I did. So I was waiting for details to pop out, and they, they did this morning. So an elderly man, 85 years old, was stabbed to death in the sporting goods department of the Meijer and Adrian. Yeah, that was sad. And uh, it turns out it was a, it was a 29-year-old guy and uh, under arrest, charged with murder, all the stuff that you would expect. And Jeez. Uh, some people. So those are the highlights of the story. The subtext is, and, and again, I don't get the chance to point this out, but I, I will in as much as I am... I hate the word gun control. I like gun responsibility better. Yeah. But um, there was uh, someone who was who had a concealed weapon there that they were totally legal to have, and held the guy at gunpoint until the police showed up.
1: I I mean, and that's that's where you want like that's always. I'm on I'm I'm on such the I'm on the fence when it comes to the gun control thing, and I don't I also don't like the term gun control, but that's what you want like that's when you have somebody out who's carrying um ideally that's usually why they're carrying like they're not doing it for shits and giggles you know they're doing it for if something happens and they need to protect themselves or they need to protect another person and i find that you're hearing about a lot of that now where more people more things are happening which is terrible but also more people are stepping up that have the means to protect you know, the general population or crowd at that time and they're doing it. I think my,
0: that's,
1: my, that's great, but it's a slippery slope too.
0: <laughs> it, it is because you don't want things turning into the wild west.
1: Right. Um, my oh da- yeah,
0: exactly. My, my dad for like the last five years or so, he did a lot of driving all over the, the city of Philadelphia um, in and in, in the city, right in the suburbs. And he went into some questionable neighborhoods, places he wasn't familiar with. So he got a gun and his views and my views align like a thousand percent and you know when it comes to social policies and all that stuff i would never buy a gun well, well for other reasons because um, yeah. I, I wouldn't want to turn it on myself after a bad day but he yeah. went into some sketchy places so he decided to have protection i never thought something like that would happen but you, you're right
1: was he allowed to do that though be with his job or was it like did he, you know, not care? And he no, said, he was no, he, never he was allowed
0: out. to. He was allowed That's, to. I, I, I didn't know if Philadelphia allowed you to have some kind of concealed weapon. or I, I know nothing about any of this stuff.
1: I'm finding that a lot of people aren't allowed, you know, might not be allowed to do that. I mean, even with my job and working in kind of the social working field, you really do want to have protection on you at some point, especially when sometimes you're serving the poorer populations in more, in more dangerous neighborhoods. Yep. Um, like children, somebody from children's services. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't imagine, you know, you having to do a really difficult job and go out and, you know, essentially piss somebody off and you don't have a means to protect yourself.
0: Uh, when I was doing some stuff with, uh, with, with harp, with Pro Medica, their, their dog program, uh, a lot of people that most of the people that were in the program were, were in like low income and section eight housing places that I would never be. So I was going with I went with a, a woman who oversaw the program, and I, she joked, but she was on point. I was kind of like her muscle. Not that I would do anything, yeah. but, you know, your neighborhoods where, you know, you're not necessarily all that welcome, yeah. um, and people are prone to some, some erratic behavior at times. With yeah. that said, uh, so shout out to that guy who was the Good Samaritan, you know. Good guy with a gun in the right place at the right time. It's unfortunate that this man was w- was killed, but fortunate yeah. that they got the guy that did it. And I want to know, and this goes into what you and I often talk about: why the fuck did that happen? Like,
1: right? That's what I was going to say. What was the motive to that? Why? I mean, was there a, a tussle in the not in the I, <laughs> not that
0: I, not that I read about. And I almost hope that it would be that, I, I, but I have a hard time di- digesting or, or processing that. An 85-year-old and a 29-year-old got into a fight at it, it I mean, it's, it's possible, but it doesn't yeah. seem plausible. I'm wondering if it's it's something more in our... Uh, mental, in our, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Because, yeah. like, you know, I, I always say, um, a sound, reasonable mind doesn't do something like right. that. Right, right. S- somebody on my Facebook page pointed out that there's not a lot of mental health services in that area. And there's also, to go with that probably not of willingness to accept mental health issues like there are here in a more metropolitan area so I'm going to guess I'll guess but I could be wrong that something like that played into it. I I mean
1: most likely. I I don't I you know otherwise unless they, you know, unless this person knows this this unless they know each other, you know, or there was something that happened within the store and this person just got so angry that he decided to kill someone, which arguably is also a mental health Sure. <laughs> mental health category. So, I mean, I don't understand what would have made him go that that um ballistic
0: to just if you're talking about somebody 20 years younger yeah I, I just don't see many fiery 85 years old 85 year olds that somebody would have a vendetta against right. or you could be so outraged where you can't go you can't just go fuck you old man rather than, than kill this person so yeah. I, I'm very curious to see how this plays out and why this turned out the way that it did and I'm glad you pointed out that yes if if it was just anger and you decided to to go to these lethal, deadly means, there's a mental health issue in blood.
1: yeah, there's still a fucking problem <laughs> yeah. like, you,
0: you have you, know? you have anger issues there's some underlying issue that caused you to to end this person to to murder this person,
1: yeah, yeah, I mean in i mean helpless really a, how eighty five years old like come yeah. On. <laughs> like, sorry to all you eighty-five-year-olds that are thinking you can, you know, take down a twenty-nine-year-old. But seriously,
0: yeah. And even if, the, even if this guy is cursing you out and telling you, yeah. all the, where, are,
1: uh, which like, is so, possible, <laughs> it, it is.
0: But you've got to be, you've got to have some strange things going on inside your head that would, that yeah. would allow you that would cause you to kill an 85 year old man in, in probably such, such a rage. Like yeah, I would just scoff at that man. person. We, we've we all had encounters with people who are older than us or people from different from us. And, and we got to walk away. And then yeah. there's people who you just get into encounters with and you're just like,
1: <laughs> yeah. fuck you. Yeah. But you're right. And good on that guy, you know, with the CCW who used it to protect, you know, to do his best to, um, protect anybody else who could have been injured. And I think that that's a really good example of why we need, um, you know, and it's like I said, I'm on the fence because I think we do need more people to to do that, to protect themselves and to do their part to protect others. But at the same time, I also understand it's a slippery slope and I'm all for stricter control on allowing certain people. Like what if this 29 year old would have gotten his hands on a gun? Who's to say he doesn't have one? And, and you know, <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll take your thoughts even one step further thanks to this guy for not shooting this guy dead and, and doing the really yeah, responsible exactly. thing and waiting for the police to be called because again, exactly. again, you know, he could have easily pulled the trigger and I don't know what the situation was or, or what happened. Maybe he just pulled it out, told the, tell the guy not to move. And that was the end of it, but he, he could have killed this guy and he yeah. would have been probably within his rights to, to protect to other it. people. Yeah. But yeah. you know, now this guy gets to, uh, he has to, he'll be in jail for a long, long time. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, before we get back to a serious subject, I want to okay. bring people up to speed. I haven't talked about it on the air. Have you listened to any of the podcasts the last couple of days?
1: I No, I normally listen to them when I'm at work, and I haven't <sighs> been at work.
0: All right, so, uh, too long, didn't read. I flirted with the girl who I was seeing, her very good friend.
1: I'm sorry, a girl you were seeing, you're now interested in the friend? The, the, the Mallory girl? Okay. So oh, I... Yeah. I
0: I worded things poorly, and it turned into a flirt with her. And then it was, I I came clean to Mallory on Tuesday, and she said everything that she said I absolutely deserved. Like, I I knew how wrong I was. Um, And I just let it alone. I didn't want to rationalize or reason with anything. So then yesterday, I get a... You little
1: devil. (laughs) Me? (laughs) Look at you. Casanova. Oh, Casanova.
0: So last night I, I get home from work and I have a, a message on Instagram from Mallory. She says, I'm sending it here because I I blocked you on my phone and I don't know how to unblock you. And she said she something to the effect of she regretted some she probably regrets some of the things that she said and she went too far. I was like, Absolutely not. I deserved everything you, you said. But um we're not gonna date anymore because of what I did, and I don't expect to. Uh, but we're—I think we're—we're we're okay now. So she she cooled off, and I said some things. Uh, I, I tr- only tried to reason one thing, um, but what I did was awful and wrong and inexcusable. So I'm just updating everybody. But now things have uh, swords are down, and and you know we move on.
1: So did you flirt or accidentally flirt? Like you flirted, but was it an intentional or an accident?
0: It just, it, it wasn't intentional. It just was where the conversation flowed to. And, and I don't want to uh, recap this for everybody in the previous day's podcast or, okay. or retell a story. But um, I, I said to her, I was like, you seem a lot more dateable than Mallory. You seem more available. Oh, oh Which yeah. It's is completely true because Mallory just has a lot going on and I've never pressured her in, in any way. So, uh, my, my things came off and and they were flirting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think that use it, if, if that was how you said it, then probably using that, um, you know, you just seem a lot more available than your friend is like, a. I like you better than your friend. <laughs> Not,
0: well, the, the, the circumstances were, were better. Yeah, but I could were, have yeah. done that to any other woman on the planet, with the exception of, I guess, she has two other friends. True. Um, and it would have been completely fine, and I wouldn't have felt icky. But because mm-hmm. it was her good friend, I fucked up. So, but oh, okay. we're, we're, good, we're good now. And
1: Good on you for owning it. I'm Absolutely. proud of you.
0: Well, I felt bad because I, I this is where... Uh, being so forthcoming, you know, it bit me in the ass. Because she didn't know. And had I not said anything, I wouldn't have caused all this drama. But it would have eaten me up. And I like to think that she gathered herself and sent this long message yesterday um, Mm -hmm. somewhat apologizing or at least being regretful. Um, My truthfulness brought that, and now we're, you know, in a good spot. And, again, no dating. And I don't expect anything like that after what I did. But at least now, like... I could say, "Hey, if you're ever up Shit's Creek, you know you can count on me." Like, if- well, that,
1: that's good though, and there's also some dignity in, and you know, you didn't have to say anything. She would, she very well could not have known, and you didn't have to say anything. Not that you had intentions on moving forward, knowing that this, you know what I mean, that this had taken place. But you did, you didn't technically have to say anything, I and mean, then you did anyway. And so, you know, that's a dignified response. I think that's good, good on you. And I think maybe that had something to do with why she reached out again and was like, Hey, listen, I blocked you. My bad. I was upset. Here's why. And, and you were able to bolt drop your guards, have a conversation and move on in the directions yep. that you guys were going.
0: Yeah. Well, I, the karma, I mean, the, the, the truth got us to where uh, my honesty got us to where we were last night. Yeah, um, a highlight, low light, whatever you want to call it, not to, to redo this for everybody. Um, But on Tuesday she said uh, She took a shot At like kind of what I do For community stuff She's like you should stop giving advice to people What?
1: (laughs) Oh, <laughs> what the fuck? Now, that's too far. <laughs> no, 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 no. Look, anything
0: she could have said w- was was well within, at least, you know, I, I get it. And I was not going to go, hey, wait, because I deserved everything. What I did was completely inexcusable. But um, mm-hmm. so that's the uh, slightly long version of where we are.
1: Oh, my gosh. You know what? I'm going to you're going to hear me open a door in a minute because my poor Petey boy, I put him in his crate so I could have an undisturbed uh, podcast because he's a terrorist but i'm gonna let him out so there he there he goes okay bye peter <laughs> and he's gone Pew! Um, and he's gone
0: on to another serious thing and this is uh this is right in your strike zone yeah so next week is the international human trafficking conference at ut it's one yes. of the biggest ones in the world right yeah it is absolutely yeah i've i've known somehow i came across somebody a couple of years ago with the old show we had a guest on and then somebody asked me to be a part of that in some way and then it got on my radar and I had always mm-hmm. known that you know we were in the we were eyeball deep in the opioid epidemic but I was also aware at that point that okay so human trafficking is not just something in Liam Neeson movies this is something that's that's lurking and a lot of this is tied together and I I keep telling people about this because it will help them post or not post or post better things on social media rather than all this save our children nonsense
1: yeah yeah and it and it's it's and it's available to you and it's local and it's like so you're supporting local and it's that it's the information that you don't get from you know some people get all their information from social media like it's that added piece of information that has from
0: memes like (laughs) you've taken up cause because of like memes you've read and i get it like sometimes they can fill in the blind spots or fill in some or they can add some humor and a little bit of context but that ain't the whole story bro
1: you know and if it causes you to be like hmm you know let me take a look and you go and you go Google some information and you educate yourself, then good on you, you know, because you saw something, you're like, OK, I'm curious about this. Let me go look it up. Like, let me do my own research. I mean, with the Human Trafficking Conference, it, it is that like it, it is um, a, a multi-day conference that has statistics and data and um, facts you know, driven from all of those things, from experience. There's people that attend this conference and share their experience. There's survivors who go to this. There's people who just really want to learn, you know, what to look for and how you, how to respond to it and continuously improving our response because I think human trafficking and, um, how you can, you know, how it happens is getting also a lot more, um, detailed and and they're getting more creative with it. And so you we just have to continue to be like right at the top of how of learning and how we're responding to all of it.
0: We, this is a big, big deal, and it's the 23rd, it 24th, 25th um, at UT, but it's all virtual over Zoom this year, so that makes it even more accessible to get involved with. And, mm-hmm. and we we both agree that human trafficking is a big deal, but it these is. memes that have you thinking people are lurking around corners waiting oh. to snatch your kids, not true, bro. <laughs> like
1: <laughs> i mean maybe but like a small percentage like 10 percent right. or less you know what i mean like not not actually happening worry about your family members worry about yeah. when they're going to visit i mean the bit when you're when you maybe if you're concerned about your kids you know, never mind the fact that there's vulnerable adults, like there's also very vulnerable adults. But when you're worried about your kids and you're letting them go to their friend's house, make sure you know who their friends are, who their parents are, who's the, who the neighbors are. You know what I mean? If they're actually going, if your kids, if the kids are staying at the house, I can't tell you how many times I went to a girlfriend's house and ended up leaving and going to do some, <laughs> some, some terrible stuff that my parents didn't know anything about, you know?
0: It's a a lot like many other issues that I have to throw this guidance out for. It's not worse than it's ever been. There's just more people telling you about things, and that magnifies the situation and causes a lot of worry and concern. Like you said, should you be alert and on your guard and be informed about kids and loved ones? Absolutely. Should you be worrying every moment they're not within your sight? Absolutely not.
1: Mm. And I mean it, it's a it's a you're right there's just a lot more information which means that there's a lot more misinformation yeah and and that it's just once it catches wind it just you know there's no stopping it
0: and I'm maybe I'm picking at, at movies here too much or uh, network crime shows but m- people who are more susceptible to being trafficked are usually and we go back to the to the opioid epidemic people who are who are like some kind of drug abuser or whatever you want to call people who are addicted to drugs i forget what maj told me the official term is the other day a drug abuse disorder or something like that Uh not like your normal teenager per se not that that couldn't happen to them but don't these people look for for girls who have run away from home Uh um they're 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 looking to get them addicted to drugs and then before you know it you know sex slaves happen
1: yeah, I mean, there, it's 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 more it's the non-traditional household. You're vulnerable, um, your vul- vulnerable males and or females that may have a parent that's working three jobs and is barely home because that's how much they have to work to afford to keep their household up. Um, you know, somebody who has a parent that's on drugs. Somebody has a parent that uh, somebody that may not have parents at all. You yeah. know what I mean? That just those the. Your more vulnerable young people, male and female, are usually the ones that people set their eyes on. Also impressionable young adults in early 20s, people who are looking for money, people who are looking for, you know, quick fixes in my mind is what I'm trying to say. And that's usually those young adults who are like, "Ooh, I can do this and get money and I don't have to work a regular nine to five, you know, because they're attracted to something like that. And then they later find out this is nothing like what I thought it was going to be. And it's too late. You're already in it.
0: Um. So the the upshot here is: before you meme, get some education. And there's some of it right here next week. Some of the biggest in the world.
1: So have we talked? And I I almost always listen to the podcast during the week. Um, and I don't know. Have we talked about this cuties film on Netflix? What are your thoughts?
0: Uh, I'm filing that away with Social Dilemma. Ashley asked me. She's like, "Are you gonna watch Social Dilemma?" So I have a grasp of what's going on with both of these. Mm-hmm. Um. And I feel like it's probably like a lot of the cuties thing is probably a lot of outrage over something we've seen before. Or, or mm-hmm. I, I feel like people who are complaining about it or have a problem mm-hmm. with it maybe have their own insecurities or are not yeah. educated enough to grasp what the, the producer is trying to convey. Because I saw one person who make kind of a, a, a pointed point that Yep. Same. We've, we've watched Dance Moms all these years or whatever the hell those shows are.
1: Yeah. JoJo Siwa or whatever her name is started off with Abby Lee. And it's, you know, it's always so I saw some really I didn't form an opinion on it. Um, I did at first and I actually watched a little bit of it. I fast forwarded through most of it because I wasn't interested, but I was just curious. There was my mind and I said, "Okay, well, let me see what I let me take a look at it before I form my opinion. And yes, on the surface, when you see young girls dancing promiscuously, dressing promiscuously, doing it intentionally, sneaking away from their parents, you know, or or whatever you know, and you see somebody put that on a film, like your thought is, why would somebody do this? Why would somebody exploit children? But if you actually watch, you know, and if you watch it and you, you, at least as a young, as a woman myself, there were so many things I could relate to about this young girl and why she was, why she was glorifying this, you know, why she saw this. She's like, oh my goodness, I want to be a part of this dance group or this crew. Look at these girls. She was You know, she barely had a ponytail in her hair, you know, probably didn't feel pretty, didn't feel like she was like the rest of the kids, wanted to be a part of something, wanted to, you know, um, take herself to that next level of girlhood. And that was what she wanted to do. It's such a natural progression. And somebody put it on film. You know what I mean? This is somebody from an ultra conservative household. Um, You know, she, she is, I think... I heard the one part that I heard she is from Senegal, I want to say, or her um, family is has some sort of connection there. And her dad was taking on a second wife and her mom, they showed her mom, you know, having a real life emotional reaction to hearing that her husband is taking a second wife. So he now has her and another wife and she has to be okay with it. And so it's just, there was so many layers to what it's like to be a part of this conservative household and household and she's a young girl going through girlhood and there were so many people and I'm like you know I'm thinking to myself how dare you do you I mean first of all a lot of you males I get it but you don't know what this is like you don't know what it's like to be a young girl and feel you know see your Kylie Jenner's you know you're 14 and she's 14 and you look nothing the same
0: was this Was this This was a movie not a documentary right
1: it was a movie yeah it was a movie but it was I mean it was I felt like it was great it was a true story of what it's like
0: yeah and the the producer was trying to to teach a lesson trying to show you life sure. that, that you're unfamiliar with as sure. you said not sexualize young women for the sake of sexualizing them it was yeah. about trying to convey a, a very important message so that you'd open your eyes
1: I think it didn't teach and I mean it did teach a it, hopefully hopefully it, it's teaching a lesson but at the same time it's also exposing just how fucked up we can be
0: yeah. <laughs> like, you know but, what I mean but, but people look at it very superficially they see oh yeah. it's a movie and they don't look at the message it's like mm-hmm. when I don't it, the best analogy or comparison is like how I don't get symbolism in literature or any kind of art. I just look mm-hmm. at it at the face value, mm-hmm. but I know that I don't get it. That's why I read into it. These people were just outraged that there were like young naked girls being seductive or something, and, and then just go right to the internet and they're missing the message.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. They were just biting at you know, the first thing that they saw and reacting to it without actually taking the time to look deeper into it and using it as a real lesson for girls. You know, if you do have daughters or you have children, this is a, this is, this could be a lesson for them, or at least for you and how you parent them. My poor mom, (laughs) my poor mom. I love, I have so much love and respect for her. I got my first tattoo when I was 14 and I begged for it, begged. I cannot imagine what was going through her mind, you know, and it was just like, okay then I will go with you and I'll see what you get. And I'm going to see who's going to give you the tattoo, where you're going to put it. I'm going to have a say in this. And I'm just like, okay. and luckily I didn't turn out too bad.
0: Yeah, I, I feel dirty even when I put three X's in your name to hook you up for clean feed here. Oh my gosh! Um, we only have about like thirteen minutes left, so we won't want to. Lo- I'm sorry. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta grab my, uh, I gotta do my caller ten here. Okay. Um, at, right at six o'clock. So let's continue with young girls. So yeah. I, 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 did you have a chance to read that article I sent you about TikTok?
1: I did. Yeah, I saw okay.
0: that. Let's see if we're on the same page. Here's my, and I am not being cynical. I'm genuinely wondering. So I knew who TikTok was popular with. This has filled in a lot of the blank spots and the blind spots that I had about it and helped me further understand it. Um, there, it's it's heavy users are 16 to 24 year olds and sometimes, and the algorithm seems to favor, favor young white girls who may, may or may not be affluent. But my takeaway was that it, It helps some of these young girls become very famous, very followed, very liked, very quickly Mm -hmm. over silly, stupid stuff. Like some people obviously do immensely elaborate and creative videos. and They spend a lot Mm -hmm. of time in them. The one example they used in there was the girl just putting on glasses singing Jason Derulo and bang, millions of followers. Yeah. I guess my concern is, like you talked about, your mom going with you. To get the tattoo, like I'm gonna be a part of this adult process because you're not an adult. I hope this doesn't turn into all the different strokes people are dead, right? Seemingly, <laughs> like no, i um, yeah, yeah. So. so like child actors they had from the 80s or whatever I remember a lot of them didn't didn't last very long because they had fame at such a young age and they and they became, they needed to become adults when they were kids and I'm wondering what happens when 17 year old girl who has like a million followers or gets hundreds of thousands of views turns into the 27 year old girl or whatever and all of a sudden you know she's not getting what she did when she was younger and how is she gonna react to that?
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it, but it, it, it will feel like, I mean, your average life and that's exactly what's going to happen. You have a 16 year old or a 17 year old that's hit this, that has like surged in TikTok because of just 2020, 2018, 2019. That was just the direction that we were going. And so they, you know, they, they reached their cap and I don't think that that sets in, you know, and then it's like, years go by and they're going to start settling back into reality and it's going to feel like mediocrity to them. You know what I mean? And it's that grasping that that's actually very personal to my own story. When I was, I did really well in high school. I had friends. I had a good life. I was the great on the sports teams. And when I went to college and I was average at, I was average at best and I was, I felt dumb. People around me were smarter than me. (laughs) And it was like, it was not what i thought and it and it like i spiraled quickly yeah
0: i, I like you well i athletically peaked when i was like 13 I'm <laughs> taller and bigger than everybody but yeah and and i wonder how some of these kids are, are going to turn out because they're literally entering an adult world at the very top and the world yeah. doesn't look like this when you do stupid silly stuff or even really clever elaborate stuff unless you continue to do that like you said, you're going to just settle back into a normal life. And I know that kids have a hard enough time now managing yeah. their emotions without anything like that. So I'm, I'm wondering about these young teenage megastars on TikTok and what happens when, you know, they don't get the follows that they did. It, exactly. it seems like it'd be really problematic.
1: And I think when I was that age, I wasn't thinking about, you know, not to say that I wanted to be famous in any way because I don't think the opportunity is, is, is as readily available as it is now to do something and get yourself seen for it. But, you know, you, when you're that age, you're not thinking about the Lindsay Lohans or the let's stick with the theme Todd Bridges. You know what I mean? You're not thinking of those and those people who got famous very young and then ended up spiraling, you know, ended up Amanda Bynes. You don't think about that, you know? So it's like, you have this goal, you have your eyes set on Um, what you want to do and what you can do without realizing how much of a risk that can put you in as far as what you're going to be exposed to. And do you have the resiliency to not spend all your money and go broke? Do you have the resiliency to not do the drugs that are inevitably going to be put in your face? You know, those kinds of things. I mean, I can't really point out too many people that were that we knew of and we learned of at a really young age that didn't have some sort of moment where they spiraled. I mean, maybe Will Smith, but like Justin Bieber, Amanda Bynes, um, Macaulay Culkin, Lindsay Lohan. Like, let's Britney think of Britney Spears. Everybody
0: loves her head shaving umbrella. All the
1: Backstreet Boys. Like,
0: <laughs> you yeah, know what like I mean? Fame can can twist your mind and twist your reality. And there's a, I think it was Mark Manson who did the. Shut the fuck up! Uh, I, for, I forget the orange book cover, but it, it blew up a couple of years ago. I really enjoyed Ooh. the read, and I know a lot of people, a lot of other people did. He was a blogger and wrote this book that was basically just like smacking you in the face with reality. And the yes. story that we we often hear is um, Bill Gates and so on and so forth, like dropped out of school and then they developed you know all this in their garage. And we hear that story over and over again. And I think it was the author Manson that pointed out that's a couple of people like 300 million other people didn't do anything in their garages and we're complete and total failures because those people who are that successful are the like less than half of a percent of anything. And most people are just normal. You got to work hard.
1: Just average. And average isn't a bad thing. And it's just, it's so easy now to go viral. But once you, I mean, hasn't Floyd gone viral? Like Floyd's gone viral before. And sometimes it doesn't, you know what I mean? It doesn't click. And it's not like Floyd is just continuously trying to go viral. It's just, you know what I mean? He has a grasp on reality. And I think um, it's just... It, it back in, I want to think what back in my day, like what would I have wanted to back in my day, 205, 06, 07, what would I have wanted to get famous for? Like being a, a basketball player's girlfriend? You know what I mean? Like being a, a video, ho. being a basketball wife. Like, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, being like <laughs> a video hoe. <laughs> Exactly.
0: You're right. Th- these are these are out, like outlier moments there. And, mm-hmm. and too many people, young girls, everybody get addicted to or get the thought in their head that, oh, this is the norm. when it, it, it's not. And I go back to five, seven years ago where a lot of people who were less educated on social media, they're like, so, uh, so. So how do we make this go viral? Yeah. Well, if we had that formula, we we would all do it. It's like saying, you know, if if I if I was really good at gambling all the time, I would win all the time. Um, there's no formula. Sometimes it just happens. But I
1: don't know. And tell me, I mean, tell me if you feel this way, and maybe other people listening, maybe they feel this way also. I one of my bigger pet peeves, and it's just the get off my lawn, Alex. That I have become, but I'm just like, okay, here is more people making themselves look stupid for the fucking internet. Like, more, I cannot stand it. I cannot. I see these videos and people are sharing them, and it's just people making themselves look dumb, putting trash bags over themselves and dancing like Missy Elliott. I can't stand the rain in the middle of the street. You know what I mean? It's just, you. Here's more people making them. Uh oh.
0: Alex so the power went out at Alex's place (laughs) of all things I thought she was just so angry that she got herself kicked off the feed um my perspective on that is a long long time ago probably at the peak of American Idol I was like I don't find this entertaining and enjoyable when I watch something whatever it is if it's on the internet if it's TV if I read it I want it to make me a little smarter. I want it to give me a different perspective. But then somebody's like, hey, look, we all like a little or a lot of mindless entertainment. I don't. And I'm totally fine with that. So if you were to do dumb, stupid, silly stuff on whatever platform and or watch it, have at it.